0: Welcome to the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. This is Ninja, aka GL. And on today's podcast, I have back with me Tdude64. And the last time we left off, we touched on various little to- topics, such as uh, he has come into the photography world from the videography world. Let's touch on what's the differences between both world and what he learned from it and in terms of what he used to do in videography, bringing it into photography and so forth. Um, Then he he just received his publication inside Cosplay Double Double Mag. And let's see how he feels about it. Like um, seeing the fact that your work has been published in a magazine and everything, printed and everything. Let's see his reaction. Let's see his review on it and everything. And let's see how he feels uh, about it. And last but not least, we're giving out a lot of of shout-outs to different type of uh, cosplayers that he has worked with. Um, And it's important to recognize them because the fact that as much as we are photographers creating great work, we can't be creating work without our subject matter. And obviously, our subject matter here is cosplayers and their amazing costume and everything. Last but not least... Let's hear about that story about Anime North parking lot, uh, photo shoot ensemble, and everything. I'm very curious what's that all about, since I never been to Anime North, and it's going to be interesting from his perspective. Uh, what went down and everything. So stay tuned. And I have T dude back on the podcast.
1: Hey, sup? So uh, again, thanks for having me again. The last time was a lot of fun, so this time will be even more fun, I hope. So it'll be great.
0: Uh, That's wonderful. And I know it's been a short burst uh, of having you back and everything, but I didn't want to leave you off. Well, there's a few developments since, like, the recording and everything, including the fact that we've both received our copy of Cosplay Double Double Mag. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so happy right now that I got it. Are you stoked about
1: that? Stoked? Stoked? Uh, heck, yeah. yeah, I'm stoked about it. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, man, let me get, let me get my copy really quick. Ah. Oh, cool.
0: great.
1: All right. Here we go. Hopefully you can still hear me from around the room. All right, here we go. So, yeah, so I have my, my copy of Cosplay Double Magazine, which you could purchase right now on their website. Um, For and- $30. $30. Or you yeah.
0: can get the digital copy oh, yeah. for 10 okay. Um... But it it feels surreal holding it, right? Yeah, it's like
1: especially. I I'm not sure. Is this your first time ever being featured in a magazine?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, printing no, but magazine yes.
1: Okay, because this is this is my first time ever being featured in a magazine as well, and it's really, it's just really special to kind of just like have a actual physical copy of a thing and just kind of look through it and being like hey there's there's my picture in this magazine uh it was really awesome i i ordered two copies and i gave one of the copies to one of the cosplayers luna moon cosplay that was featured in the uh the castlevania photo shoot that i did um and we we briefly met uh, just so i could uh give luna the Magazine, and they were just so, like, giddy with excitement and just so happy to just see that, like, their face is in the magazine, and it was honestly really heartwarming to see someone that, like, I, I met and was just so happy that they they never thought that they would be featured in a magazine. It's It's honestly really cool and humbling to just, like, see that uh for someone. So and and I feel also very humble too to be a part of this like magazine. I hope to just submit my more of my like pictures and future issues and stuff because like it's just really cool
0: to be like,
1: yo, my my pictures are in the magazine. Look at it. I
0: got published. I got published. I got published. Mm. <laughs> it great. And it's something interesting because the fact that it's a physical copy too, right? It's yeah. like this like sure, ten dollars for a digital copy, and you get it as a PDF and everything. You you scroll through it, and it's done. But after that, you see, uh, like it printed and everything, like and like uh, a very nice quality paper and, oh, and yeah, everything. Very nice. Um, it's it's pretty much surreal that the fact that this is a not bad accomplishment, right? It's not, I mean, right. like, I'm not. Look, we never went into this particular bit. Like we we go we come in for as a hobby. And also for monetary gains when whenever we can get it and everything, but oh, yeah. but you know we this is not a set goal that I had or probably you had in order to set yourself. But it's nice that hey, it's it was a fun thing to do. Funding it's a very nice objective to to accomplish, and uh, it's it's fun. Also, it's a Canadian magazine, so it's it's yeah. the the scale of entry is probably lighter in my opinion. Or your Canadian magazine (laughs) today. Uh,
1: But, like, it was really cool. Like, uh, actually, funny enough, I think me and you were one of the very few people that wrote a little blurb uh, in the magazine. Um, So that was kind of neat. And, yeah, it's it's really... Like, I never really thought slash expected that... uh, Well, one, I would get into... Uh, photography as as much as i am in right now and two to have one of my pictures be featured in magazine so this is like one i guess one check mark in the growing list of accomplishments that i have done so far so this this is really cool
0: yeah like i mean I, well, you, you had a big blurb. <laughs> yeah. I just put a little small panel and I'm like, okay, I'm like one paragraph is like it's, it's the, the minimal effort I can can do to explain yeah. what it is. Uh, you did write a, a a interesting blurb about. Yeah, about it's, it. it. It's, mainly, it's mainly because
1: I uh, funny enough, it's been because like back in college, I I was part of the newspaper club. Oh, okay. so I I got to write articles uh, for like games. I was the games editor for my college uh, in John Abbey College and stuff. Um, and that's kind of the reason why like it's so long because like I had experience with like writing articles for like ever so long. And plus, I like to be detailed with <laughs> with my stories. So uh, that's why it's like so long and it features like two pages. So. Uh, there's there's the secret. Just make a really long like article <laughs> or story, and you'll get at least two pictures.
0: <laughs> there's that, yeah. or what happens is the fact that if you write too much of a story, it reduces the amount of pictures that they can publish.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So you gotta get that good uh, balance. You gotta get that good balance. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's where you get a. But the thing is, like, you got a very good uh close up shot like of mm-hmm. her and everything, so it shows. Yeah. You know features and, and lighting and everything so that's that's an, uh, uh, I mean it's a that's the point of a close-up shot and, and it came out nice now the <laughs> number one thing that as a takeaway a, it's coming out nice and it's pu- and, and there's a bit of difficulty of actually seeing it on print. Uh, compared to digital, right? So, we're so right. much into the digital age where it's like scrap the memory card going in and going out and, and stuff like that. Like, you can rinse and repeat as much as possible. But once it's printed, it's like, oh, okay. So, it's that print, first off. It's that picture because you submit it, like nine or 10 as per request, right? Right. Yeah. I do like And that. they picked that one. And actually, it's like you're looking at it, it's like, huh, it's actually not bad. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to do that. Actually, funny, <laughs> yeah.
1: like, funny enough, uh, I think like a f- couple months ago, um, I was at, like, a, a Kuchu, uh a.k.a. a or a corner store, depending on how international you want to feel. And uh, I I went to...
0: Combi- Com- combini's for the Japanese, if they actually listen to this. Ooh, okay. <laughs>
1: Hopefully you got some stats to prove that. That'll be pretty neat to see. Anyways, so uh, I went to the Jankachu, and the... Um, not each Jonkachu but they have, like, this, like, photo printing area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh where you could use like a USB or SD card or wherever to print stuff and apparently you could also put in your phone as well. You can connect your phone into these machines. And I I usually have like my cosplay pictures that I took there. So one day I was like, "Huh. You know what? I want to I want to print out those like 8x10 or like 5x7 type pictures um just to see how it looks cuz they're usually like 90 or 50 cents each or whatever it is so i printed out like 10 pictures and just kind of like looked at them and like wow that's actually kind of cool that's and cool. you also
0: saw a, a, some flaws when you actually do the pictures and uh, again get it printed sometimes too like you like yeah. you see the differences between okay that's so that's how it looks in high resolution and everything and after you start inspecting the picture and everything it's like uh, I could have done this a bit better, or oh, actually, that's that's actually pre- came up pretty decent. And the worst part is, like, you know, because due to your setting and everything, it was low light, too, right? So basically, you gotta watch out for your ISOs and your F-stops and, and all that, Your comp- so that you get a maximum of light, you get the least amount of graininess and everything, so that the picture come out clean. It doesn't get come apparent, especially when you're posting on an Instagram and everything, because it's your your best view is, worst case scenario, your monitor or your phone and everything. But the thing is, once it's printed right. on an 8x11, it's like, oh, okay, let's check the pixelated. Let's, just, let's see what's going on. And did I really need a 46 megapixel and a whole full-blown with 30, 300 DPI and everything? And, yes, and everything, dude, I so. want all the quality. <laughs> Give me
1: all of it. Um, so, I think one of the big things I kind of, um, recognize with some of my pictures is that I, I recently love to do a lot of, like, uh, like, night photography type of stuff, um, or, like, using, like, dark lighting and stuff, but the things that most of my lenses don't really do low-light lenses, or or low-light well, so I have to compensate by either, uh, just... Off like yeah, just bring lots of lights, which I usually yeah. do, mm-hmm. or just like edit them in Photoshop and just try to like, recover? Yeah, recover some stuff. Uh which man, I'm so thankful that raw image files is a thing. Yeah. Yes. So... That's the
0: well that's the number one stopper for me for buying a drone, I would say. Uh because in you know, order for me to get like the drone, like I heard some drones don't offer a raw files. like oh uh...
1: Yeah, you would have to just, get like the really expensive videos uh um, yeah. cameras to get like raw video. Mm-hmm. So, even then like as much as I, lo- I love video and stuff, I'm not there yet
0: <laughs> with to be like, picky and
1: yeah. To, to be picky. So like for video, like whatever appears on the video file is what appears and I'll also like, you know, of course do some image editing and stuff, but um yeah, I'm not there with raw video. Raw images is again; it's a lot easier to do because it's just one single frame. But, yeah,
0: yeah. And I've I've actually accidentally shot a baptism, uh, in JPEG by accident.
1: Really? Oh, okay.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I shot all my events in RAW, and just one day did not check the settings properly, and was uh-huh. mind boggle on the fact that like. Well, I, I recover some pictures, excepting I I like some pictures were so not recoverable because the white balance weren't were recoverable and it right. just gave give a bad hue. But that's when you go into your creative dive. It's like okay, let me turn this into sepia or black and white, and at least the composition and the moments were actually there, and you can give that as a set per se, and just go from there and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously. You know, if you are contracted to give a certain thing, it's like okay. I didn't agree to black and white photos. Is like yeah, good, <laughs> good, But uh, yeah, always check choice. <laughs> it's an artistic choice. You dive into it, but yeah, no, always check your settings of your camera and everything. For sure. Uh, obviously. Um, but no, it's it's my first time getting published in a magazine, but it's not my first time in print. Uh, um, oh, okay. How so? Last. Last year, in February, I got invited to uh, Mo- uh, Raw Montreal, which is organized by a collective uh, brand called Raw Artists, which is an international collective brand, uh, who hosts kind of like a pop-up shop. Uh, so it's a pop-up shop for artists. So it's not only photography, but it's like art, uh, music, uh. uh paintbrush, painters, all sorts of um, uh, fashion also and everything. It's a one- or two-day event, depending on the season and everything. And uh, one of my friends got invited. So he did it for the winter season, and I get it, uh, fall-slash-winter fall season. I got the spring edition, so I was in February. They invited me in, and it's it's an interesting – so the – prop. Half the problem is the fact that it was at Teat uh, Teat Rialto on Park Avenue, and it's a big place, excepting it's not accommodating for an art gallery type of gala, uh, right? Yeah. So it's typically for shows and everything, but it's it's not. Uh, the Wi-Fi was spotty and everything, and what you have as a space is basically a bit no longer than if you. Uh, wingspan your arms just a bit that's how much real estate that you actually have
1: oh man okay
0: (laughs) so but they, they and they give you like a fence type of grid and you need to figure out how to mount your 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 art piece up and everything they don't provide you with anything else excepting a plug to plug any type of lights you want to put in okay they provide you to two lights but you have to bring your light bulbs okay and and that's it no table no chair you bring your stuff your own stuff and you have your space and on top of that you have to sell your own tickets oh that seems like a lot of work it does <laughs> yeah. so so i'm not going to get into how it works out or some people if, if you know if you're a, if you're a um, Comic-Con artists and stuff like that, it might work out for you, right? So if you're so known to have people, hey, I'm going to be at this particular pop-up shop, come and see the tickets are $20 each or something, and come in and there's going to be other stuff that you might be interested in. As far as I know, Art Gallery Galas itself is more than $20, right? So if you actually have a show, an Art Gallery show and everything, it's actually roughly in the... 20 to $50 range and everything. But the thing is, you're actually collaborating. So, so let's say me, you, T-Dude, Ken, um, a few other uh cosplay photographer, bombard and all, all gallery. We all produce a show and everything. It will be more or less $50 because you're going to have to bring in catering. You probably need to bring uh, in music and stuff like that in the advertising. You need to recuperate all that, right? Right. So that's the business side of things. Uh, so $20 it's still, and you had to reach a certain quota on top of that. So that's the double oop that I had to, to uh, pass through and everything. But that after that, like, okay, I accepted it because one of my friend did it right now. It's like, okay, what do I print? What do I bring? And how big should they be? And depending on your set goal, you might, be in it to sell the 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 actual print and everything so so, similar to
1: that'll be really interesting
0: yeah so basically you can sell but the thing is it 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 depends on your photography and stuff like that if you're doing like one of those landscaping prints and stuff like that it makes sense right so if you had like the montreal city like i was in the lookout this past weekend for a engagement shoot and everything and you may actually make a cool shot of it you can you can go to uh, Gusland uh, or Staples or like well, you said, John Couture, like do an 8x10, uh, 8x11, or I did a 9x14, I believe, oh, uh, a right. size one. Uh, and you can print from there and depend on your type of print, you can go matte, glossy, whatever there is. And you can and, – and obviously, the more you print, the cheaper it is, but you have to sell them, right? All right. Um, so I actually had to push myself, and I, on top of that, I had to figure out business cards because it's like you. All you're there. the
1: business cards. Oh yeah, business cards for me. Yeah, I'm there. Like I learned that <laughs> really early on. That like, if if I want people to know who I am, yeah, just uh bring business cards, and like I pretty much bring business cards everywhere with me. So on the off chance, if like. I I somehow meet someone or like talk to someone like a complete stranger and be like, hey, whip out card. Do you want to check out my my content, (laughs) my my videos and stuff? So, yeah, business cards is a big, huge plus for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's like, uh, uh, well, I didn't know the importance of business cards until I like I ran through half my stack. But the thing is, did I get any return on investment? not necessarily maybe they did maybe i didn't observe everything. but it's important to like spread it out to give to people that are willing to naturally gravitate to it and you don't want I, at a certain time my point i was like no i ran out or i gave a gazillion excuses until i actually had to do the the art gallery gala and it's like okay right. business card how am i gonna do this and i start really thinking into it like how and what should I put on and everything? And like, once it, once I got it printed and I received it, and I'm like, I need to make more. This is not enough. Like, just like the concept wise and everything, like, and everything. Uh, I know that you printed yours recently. Right. Um, and was that a refresh or is that a new design and everything? Uh,
1: for like the pictures that I printed out?
0: Like, you had, yeah. So basically, you just uh, got a new batch, right? During like, the last month oh, or so yeah, for, for the business cards yeah
1: yes yeah i i use like vince vista prints for that one i usually go to uh like staples or beyond grow to get my business cards and then because like you know quarantine times not trying to use everything online it's like oh let me use vista and apparently it was a lot cheaper than you would usually get it at so um with the business cards i got from vista it's just like mats and stuff nothing like extravagant or anything like that just something to be like hey it's something tangible and i could just give it to someone so um i bought like a bunch um and also i bought like stickers as well because i think stickers that's cool cool.
0: yeah Uh, the stickers are cool they're they're good for my laptops and everything (laughs) oh yeah it's
1: great and i kind of ran into this like unique problem of like i i meet so many people at these like montreal comp conventions and stuff that like at a certain point I keep on seeing the same people and I keep on giving them, them my business card <laughs> so <laughs> I was like oh I gotta kind of change it up what should I do <gasps> stickers stickers it is so it's it's kind of like a fun little thing to just give like the same people I usually
0: see stickers and then like they can't I'm... toss it away like no, th- th- there's a difference between yeah. I need space in my pocket business card goes out first because the because the 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 alternative is like you take a picture of the business card that's saved somewhere in your archive and after i can toss the material part away the sticker part is like i need to place this somewhere yeah that's my next objective is like i have a sticker stickers are not common i need to place it somewhere so it or or ends up on your phone or like in my case it would be on my laptop and i usually like have a good drawer of stickers so i can when i replace the cover of my laptop then it replace then it's a clean uh canvas of new stickers to 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 come on and everything right uh, and like adventures
1: and it's it's kind of also really fun to then see like the stickers that i i give out will be on like a cosplayer's like bag or laptop, and then I just see it and was like, oh, "You use my sticker? Oh, that's awesome!" So yeah, stickers is like a, another thing that uh I will slowly but surely market my brand so that <laughs> people know
0: who I am. Are you? Uh, so I have a friend, Sophie. She she has stickers, a variety of stickers, uh, and she would post them on areas of Montreal like mailboxes or graffiti arts that has oh, stickers yeah. already or like lampposts and, and stuff like that. Or there is actually designated places where there's actually a mountain of flyers and old flyers and stickers or advertisement and everything. Will we be finding a sixty four sticker somewhere there? Uh, Objective? Objective? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. Uh, I, I think I did. I did. Uh, I did
1: was I post some of my stickers at in like a Metro cart, uh, like a couple of times just, just okay. because, um, and like, I also gave it to like a few coworkers and they put it in like the Metro as well. So that's kind of fun. Cause there was, there was one point where, uh, it was in some, um, Metro station and that one of my, c- uh, coworkers put my stickers in and it was like right in between the, um, the little like divider area that you have to go through but to where you put your card in, so you could like a- access the actual metro.
0: So okay, it was in
1: it was in the middle of that, and that sticker was there for like a good long while, but so long that all of the color began to wash off. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's the
0: cleaning like, detergent that washed it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really uh, cool that like. Uh, I don't do it often of like posting my stickers in like areas, but uh but what I do is like, oh, uh, it's kind of fun
0: it is, and we're not like this we're not placing on a fresh new place where like we're not gonna deface like something like fresh paint or something like that. No. it's already like there or like it's part of a post like uh you know lamp post or like a parking meter post and stuff like that that's already been seen and there's already like somebody else that already marked their spots it's like let me add this on and worst case scenario it's already off like next week because somebody like washed it off or peeled it off or something and it's like it's fun it's like i was here and what's funny is the fact that sometimes you kind of forget where you actually put it on and that's actually <laughs> what happened to my friend is like eventually like and the thing is she brought the sticker idea when she went to Cuba. and Oh, yeah? Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Cool. So she contributed here and, and, and stuff like that. And the other interesting part is like when she went to Cuba and put the stickers too, and she's she also shoot films. Oh. In film. Cool. In film. In like uh 30 35 millimeter film. Oh, that kind of film. Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's a film photographer too. So she's very unique in that aspect. And it's like, I'm started I'm starting to think to put like like my logo up and everything. But the worst part is like there's a difference between her sticker where it's you won't know who it's belonging to. Like you can't have a trace behind it. Whereas me and you, mm-hmm. our our names is very synonymous. You punch up on Google very <laughs> easily. You're probably gonna land on us and we and like you can have a proper trail. Whereas for her, it's just like it's just her holding a camera, and there's different type of hats and color grade and stuff like that. You won't really know it's her unless you actually follow her. Whereas us, if we actually... If it's like, oh, we know who this is. It's like, there's a hashtag shot by GL. It's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. so going to get hunted down because of that <laughs> and everything. Um, I want people to know who I am. So they could... I know, subscribe. but... <laughs> But it's one—it's uh, one of those scavenger hunt idea, right? It's like yeah. you don't want to be super obvious, and you just want to like—it's one of those like mythical symbols or something like that's, um, m- maybe something to to twist up on your thing is like f- forget about the, t- well, we can't chop off T dude. That's uh, but keep the squish and everything, and chop off the sixty four. Maybe like that's gonna yeah, help pretty much, much Yeah, my logo <laughs> is just
1: basically T dude. Uh, I usually just. Take off the 64 part because just to differentiate it a little bit. Because, admittedly, the the name T Dude is kind of simple enough, yeah. So, at, at least if one thing, it's pretty good for like a username that I thought up of when I was like 10, <laughs> so and I stuck with it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like. The, the name T-Dude is at least simple, yet recognizable enough to where, like, anyone could basically say it and be like, oh, yeah, it's that, that T-Dude guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, But then after that, just like what we left off from last time is the fact that if you're too simple, people start going to uh, hijack that particular name on all the social media, and then after that, you're going to have to be first in order to claim it and everything. <laughs> oh, man, I, I look forward to when I get so known enough that I
1: get imposters,
0: that's that's gonna be
1: like a weird like bucket list
0: check off thing of like oh that's neat right. the copy the copycat syndrome it's like you're not famous until you get a copycat yeah uh, that's for the serial killers and the, the authors <laughs> <laughs> oh well in photography I've I've said it many times uh, in my solo podcast is that there's enough space in the photography world in the videography world in the creative world to to resemble each other. But the thing is you need to create your own unique identity. And like, I go oh, back yeah. to the fact that out of all the cosplay photographers that are out there, I know that you only do- dove in recently in mm-hmm. photography itself, but you're morely known for your highlight reels and your videography than anything else. Yeah. Um, that what makes you super, super unique during convention times and everything. Uh, and, and 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 that's super respectable because you carved out your own niche in that particular aspect. And I know for a fact that videography is hard because the fact that I need to some sometime partner up with videographers during weddings and me and my me and my friends that do wedding photography we hate them because we, we hate them because they're always in the freaking shot. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, actually I didn't mention this earlier before, but I did do uh, a few weddings um, as a videographer. Um And like, I don't do them anymore because I don't like the pressure that comes with like trying to gather all the important parts of a wedding. So like I've, done about like i think like five or six weddings and like filmed them and stuff but like at first it was it was kind of fun because like oh i I get to getting paid for this cool but then like it gets that kind of responsibility especially when like i have to like edit the um like the 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 video yeah the final video and then being like i i hope they really like it (laughs) because like (laughs) you know they're, they're paying me for this, and there's this, like, responsibility on, like, trying to get all the key moments in a wedding and try yeah. to, like, shoot it well. So, yeah. like, again, kudos to, like, wedding photographers that know what they're doing. Because, like, I've done it. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> thank you. like, it took
0: me a lot of practice. <laughs>
1: yeah, because, like, I've, I've done it for, like, a good little bit, and while, like, the money was pretty nice, uh, but, like, there was a portion, there, there was a time where it was, like, I like I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I don't, uh, just don't necessarily like the pressure of, of doing a wedding photography because it's not as fun as doing like cosplay, for instance.
0: No, that's the thing. Like a lot of people ask me, like even my my mentor and my friend ask me is like, what do you want? To, what do you present yourself as and everything? First and foremost, I always present myself as a normal photographer, and after as like what kind? It's like, and then after that, I go from the the most prestige down to the, to the bottom It's just like <laughs> wedding photographer first portrait photographer after. And then I go down to uh cosplay events and, and, and all the other stuff that you want to do afterwards. Um, right. And, and it's, it's a very, so as you mentioned, like the money's good, accepting the pressure and the time that you need to put in and everything. And the back of my mind I could say on the flip side, is like, yeah, I can have less pressure doing portrait photography, speech photography, and cosplay photography, and it costs less and I'll meet a lot of different other people and, and there's a different type of rewards that goes towards it and everything. But when you nail it when you nail the quote unquote formula of actually doing the wedding photography and stuff like that, it it it's really hard to get away from it too um in in my perspective because this year because of covid i'm not doing any weddings but i still managed to do some engagement shoot and seeing that seeing the happiness behind it and and stuff like that still brings you back on why you do it and everything and why you managed to absorb x amount of hours to prepare yourself mentally and like have your shot list and stuff like that instead of going with the flow and everything and like there's a lot of prep works and that's why we charge so much for for the price and everything is like people don't understand it's like what's the difference it's like oh there's a huge difference you don't know how much like i have to recuperate all these advils and whiskeys that i had to drink before i had to dive (laughs) in
1: (laughs) but i could i could imagine that it it was it's pretty rewarding to like get like everything like lined up correctly and shot and stuff uh especially for like weddings because it takes it it does take a lot of preparation for that kind of stuff
0: so and you don't know what's gonna happen that's the that's the contingency
1: you might have guidelines. You, have, you might have, like, things of, like, oh, like, there might there might be, like, a wedding cake cut. That's usually yes. a tradition thing, yes. right? You might have, like, you could possibly bank on, like, certain things that kind of happen with weddings because they all mm-hmm. kind of have a, a certain, like, tradition slash expectation with it. But, again, you don't necessarily know how it will turn out.
0: Nope. I don't expect uh, when the actual groom or bride stays sober. I don't know when the the groomsmen will stay sober or or anything or or the drunk uncle will just barge in or anything or whatever whatever there is and everything. You have guidelines you mentioned. You have guidelines and stuff like that and but the thing is you need to be there for preparation for plan A, plan B, plan C because you never visit like depending on who you need to start off from. Like you never visited their house before, you don't know or the hotel, you don't know the lighting, you don't you Basically, just like how you mentioned, like you prepare all your gear for a con and everything, I have to prepare right. mentally and my gear for whatever that's happening. And it's very, and I haven't usually brought my off camera uh, lighting to like uh, weddings and everything because I don't know if it's going to fit the well and everything. And um, I'm thankful that I usually shoot prime and low lights and I'm an expert at that and everything. So I get to walk away with that. And that's the quality behind it. Um, but it's hard, hard stuff. But sometimes, like like I mentioned, like this year, due to the engagement, I got back into it just a bit, so I don't lose my touch. And I like and I see the results, I'm like, not bad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is why I do it. This is why I like I I I I, I exhale on that part. But after I was like, I walked away and go back to cosplay. I was like, oh, this is much more fun. <laughs> this is
1: like oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the laughter and, like, the experience behind it. And it's, like, just one hour versus 12 hours. It's, like... uh, it, But the thing is, I'll never dismiss it. I'll never dismiss what I've learned and I've gained throughout the wedding photography and everything. It's also my excuse. is like, how do you get those shots? Like, I'm also a wedding photographer. And that guy just clicks on them. It's, like, oh, oh that's right. why. And, yeah. it, okay, that explains it. But it doesn't mean, like, I have better quality. That's, that's like... Um, like uh, we know, certain photographer and cosplay, like Dragon Lance and Eric, for example. Oh yeah, uh, like those are super, super good. Like when you time your shots and everything, I, it, you get a higher quality. Trust me, than than doing the wedding photography bit and everything, because uh, the environmental might not be friendly with you sometimes, and uh, you get what you get as you good as you can get at, at certain stages. Because of that and everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, video. So going back to videography, there's an increase. So for you going crossing both worlds and the fact that I hate videographers doing what wed- I don't hate all <laughs> videographers doing wedding. No, let me explain this. It's just that they're in my shot. I've had yeah. videographers that are not in my shot that actually coordinates with me. I respect them.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I tried to try to do when I was doing wedding uh I was doing weddings was just like try to work with photographers and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm gonna be like at this spot. I'm gonna try to not be in frame. If you see me and if we have like eye contact, just wave your hand and be like, yo, move a bit. And it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Cool. So like yeah. I I try to I, I try to work with my photographers when whenever I did uh, weddings. <laughs> so it was great.
0: Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, so that's the number one thing. It's like sometimes you' setting up a mood for the shot and everything, and after that I had a videographer that just wreck- wreckshaw the entire mood and moments and like it takes an hour half an hour and like time's ticking and everything. It's like, or you got your shots and what you need your setup and, and that you need to do or you don't. And it's a mixed bag on the videographer and that that point of view and everything. Uh, but since you're in both worlds, Hmm. Um Do you have a preference? No, right? Um
1: well I, I think video is my first love for sure. Yes. Cause um I I realized that uh video was a lot more fun to do when I first kind of discovered doing like video making. Um because like I guess the whole backstory of how I even got into like making videos was like one so like back in like early high school days i had like my friend come over and my sister had a friend come over and uh we were just kind of messing around and we decided to do like a home movie kind of thing where uh i dressed up as a pirate my uh, sister's friend dressed up as like a gangster and then we like fought together in like a fight scene Re- really dumb stuff right and so uh it was a lot of fun to like make a, a a video and just like kind of like work with people and then like come like make it like real um because like it to me it's a lot of fun to just make things is essentially the, the the like most simplest way i could kind of describe it as And with video, um, it takes a lot of more of, like, teamwork and cooperation to get everyone on the same page to create something. So that's kind of one of the big things with video is that, like, it shows off the personality and you get to add little different flourishes and stuff and editing so uh, I really like the process of making video. And that's kind of one of the things I really brought to the table when, like, going to conventions for cosplayers and stuff was the, the like, just the dynamic of me meeting up with a person and working with them and having, like, a really great fun time to, like, direct them and, like, work with them and then show them, like, the small little clip that we did and then seeing the reactions to be like, oh, that's so cool. Um, like, that's basically one of the big things I really love in videos is just to, like, work with people and showcase their talents and also showcase my talent in the process as well to be like, hey, look at the cool thing I did. So that's that's pretty much, like, the big thing for video.
0: What? But aren't you doing the same thing for, for with uh, your photography?
1: Yeah, and, like, uh, I've grown to appreciate a lot more with talk feeders like there is some transferable skills from doing video to photos. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's yeah. not transferable? I what's think... the major difference that what's the major difference that you need to oh, I can't do this on video. Uh, I can't do this in photography, but I could do this in video that you need to unlearn basically
1: I think it's um. Sometimes I think the, the time it takes to make a video and the time it takes to make a photo is a bit different. Um, like, for instance, uh, I think for me, when whenever i in a convention setting, for instance, whenever I go do my uh, my videos, it's usually like 30-second to minute clips. So whenever, like, this is purely in a convention setting pretty much so whenever i go meet like a cosplayer and like ask them to be part of my video usually the whole interaction is between like two to five minutes before i'm kind of done with like the thing that i need with photos how i took to approach it was like the classic photo shoot style of like hey you take your time to get like multiple photos so it takes a lot weirdly it takes a lot longer to like do a photo shoot than a video shoot of what I usually do. So that was one thing I kind of noticed uh, with that. Uh, I think another it was just like, uh, again, the technical aspect of it, uh, where video, I was a lot more used to just kind of running and gunning it and being like, yeah, just set some settings. And does it look nice on video? Okay, cool. It looks nice on video. And then just kind of do it. That's kind of the, like the very early days and stuff. And then with photo, it taught me a lot more to be a lot more technical and actually learn the technical aspects of composing a a picture. Um, So, like, uh, it was interesting to be like, oh, why isn't it exactly what I kind of want it to be? Why isn't the background that, like, blurry or dead fieldy or something like that? Or, like, why is the person very, like blurry whenever they move right it's because like i wasn't used to um like shutter speed being a factor in photos where with video at least for me at the time was like just yeah just do whatever
0: just get everything in focus yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was, it was basically just like get everything in focus but i think now that i think about it photo doing photography really taught me to learn a lot more of how to work my camera so, I think it definitely helped out, because I I really like video because it was just a lot of fun to do, and I get that instant gratification of, like, hey, here's that, like, small little clip and stuff. With photo, I had to really learn a lot more, because, again, there were some transferable skills and stuff, especially with, like, framing, for example. Framing was something that, like... um I worked on a lot more on video because you have to like center yourself, and especially with like moving the camera a bunch. Uh, but then with photography, um, it was actually relatively easy to do because, um, like, again with actually, actually, no, I think about it, it was actually slightly different in the sense of in video, I'm moving the the camera a bunch. In photography, you're you're not so. Uh, especially when, like, cutting off limbs, for example, in, like, a frame for a photo was something that I had to learn, too. Um, Because some
0: some limbs are acceptable, some limbs are not.
1: Right. Yeah. So, again, getting getting really nerdy and technical in this portion of the podcast is great. So, (laughs) with with photos, um, that's what I kind of learned. So, slowly but surely, I just kind of learned how to uh, just do photography better through my previous experience with video because again you're you're essentially working a camera yes and like it's not super different but there are differences um and it was just the amount of time and practice that I took to finally get like really comfortable with doing photography and being like yeah I've I've done like really good pictures now and fact that hey like now my pictures in magazine
0: oh right. <laughs> so well you you went off from having your videos as a highlight reel
1: mm-hmm. and
0: after that uh, for a convention and now it's translated to f- your photography being in a magazine and everything Do you... name me one thing that you're gonna take from the photography world that you've learned so far into the videography world uh i think technical so, aspects for sure so the the ISO, the lightings, and the uh, the, the yeah. shutter speed and everything. Yeah, I think that's that's why I learned a lot
1: more is like really actually learning how to use the the triangle of the ISO shutter speed and aperture kind of thing. Because um, like I I know I like I originally I did kind of know about it, but like through actually talking to, like, other photographers and, like, learning from how they kind of do it, it actually really did help out with, like, improving my video quality as well. Um, and, like, what else? I think also with photo, um, it also kind of taught me to direct people a little bit better, too. Because, um, you try to, like, collaborate with, with, like, the cosplayer or, like, with the model and just kind of, like, figure out, like, what's the best way to kind of, like, get the best out of them. Um, and to also talk to uh, the, like, you know, cosplayer model while you're doing photography. Like, I've I talked to a few cosplayers and I noticed that some photographers, at least from what they some cosplayer told me is that they don't really communicate a lot when they're doing like photos. That's so, bad. So, <laughs> That's like, bad. At least for like some of the cosplayers I talked to that, like when, when the topic of like photography comes up. So like I've, I made it a point uh, in terms of transferable skills from like directing in, in videos to like photos is to tell my, like tell my model, like the framing of my picture so that, like, it's easy to know, like, exactly, like, what they're doing. So, like, again, I'll be, like, standing far back from them and be like, hey, I'm doing, like, a full body picture. And then I'll just zoom in and be like, I'm going to be, uh, like, taking pictures from, like, waist up. Or mm-hmm. going to be taking it from, like, a headshot or something like that. And just kind of mm-hmm. tell them that, like, they don't have to
0: care about a certain body part, for example. Right, right. So, like, something like that is like, what I kind of learned. So, small tip with that is always give show them the test shot and do test shots, right? Yes, so, I,
1: I do do test shots, so. Yeah, no,
0: it's, like, a lot of people, like, don't forget about doing the test shot. Like, really? it's important. Like, like, what's funny is the fact that I always do it, right? But sometimes I do the test shot to get them off guard, too, to see... If I can get out of the first shot... Well, the test shot is to do three things. Set up the frame, check your settings, and see uh, how the lighting is affecting your subject. If all three are aligned, you just can start B-rolling it and just ask for the movement. After that, you show afterwards uh, to the subject, it's like, okay, now this is what it looks like. Do you want to adjust anything? And now that you know... How it's being framed due to lenses or whatever there is, um, they can take. They can then say, "Okay, I need to flap my arms a bit better, or my swords need to be in a particular shot and everything, and or like, do you know what to do in order to bring your body parts into range and and so forth and 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 and, and everything? So those are certain stuff, and I've seen certain uh, certain people that i that i had to work with as a second photographer is like do you need a test shot it's like no i'm good it's like really it's like nice sure? Sure. Mm-hmm. you sure 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 well <laughs> when you're a second photographer you have plenty of time to do your test shot but after that it's a difference there's a difference between being on the sideline and after that, being face to face with your subject mm-hmm. uh, and i also had to learn that too um from an angle and, and and stuff like that. But yeah, it's very important to actually communicate with your subject. And I'm surprised that other photographers aren't communicating. I know it's hard to communicate because sometimes you're like, you're, you're introverted and stuff like that. But if you want to get the best results, it's better to communicate. Right.
1: Right. Like that's what I kind of like said to again, reiterate is one of the transferable skills from video was that like you, you have to direct people and talk to people and what you kind of want. So from going to photography, that was kind of the same thing of where like I I have to talk to these people to know like what they want and what I want, so to better synergize and everything like that.
0: Yeah, because it's a two way street, and I and I think a lot of uh, cosplayers and f- models that I've worked with are sometimes get really relief when I actually talk to them, get them at ease and everything because, oh, of the yeah. that, because they, they go, this is awkward, odd and awkward. I was like, why? It's like, you're being nice to me <laughs> or it's like, <laughs> you're being communicative to me. I'm like, I don't understand. This is normal, <laughs> normal for me and everything. But yeah, I guess like it, it's, it's a good experience to actually find and figure out like the different type of photographer that exists and the, the different and, and it's, Perfectly fine some photographer due to the results, like they're really mechanics. I've I there I've met a few photographers that are really mechanical. Do this, put here, like uh you put your hand this way, done. It's like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, and sure. uh but it it happens a few times. Like I also I'm sometimes very mechanical if I need to go from point A to point B. Sometimes it's like I'll just Overseas and everything, and I just get the shot. And I actually do at least show the final product. And once I get the nod, it's like, yeah, it's done. Like and everything. It's there's no modification or everything. Uh, but usually, most of the time, it's always a two week street because you want the other side to be satisfied with the work and everything. And it's super important for that because you're not doing it only for yourself, uh, right? And everything. Uh, let's dive into. So you work with several cosplayers. Uh, Is there I- any favorites? that stands out to you oh man
1: uh that's actually really shortlist
0: shortlist short list. let's go
1: oh, it's not gonna be shortlist though because i don't want like, <laughs> uh, I, I to like uh mean i don't want to like uh like not name people that i i worked with um okay but let's let's just go through okay top
0: top top five of this year how is that it's
1: five this year oh, okay uh or, or
0: 2019 2020 i'll give you top 10
1: Okay, cool. You know what? I'm I'm gonna just name a bunch. Uh so first off, I'm gonna say uh a crazy cosplay is a person. She's so awesome and cool. Uh,
0: she did uh, Demon Slayer.
1: Yeah, she did Nesco yeah. Demon Slayer, which I got to uh do a photo shoot with her Like uh, game prompt photo shoot at Mini Marshall Comcon of last year, uh in her Nesco um cosplay which was just amazing and awesome she is someone that just clearly puts so much time and effort into the high quality cosplay that she does um, and i'm always continually impressed with like the amount of like work she's she's been, like woodworking and sewing and like all like prop making and all sorts of awesome great things uh i can't like sing more praises for uh, uh she also has a Patreon. So if you want to, you know, go and support the Patreon for like tips and tricks on like prop making or behind the scenes stuff like that, yeah, definitely go for it. Um, she's again just an amazing cosplayer, and more people should follow her because
0: she's great. Yes, I've uh, done one of my ninja trick. I think the winter season at MiniCon. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think so. Yep. So that's her. Next, uh, so
1: uh, I'm gonna say a duo of uh, Loki and Series. Actually, Series uh, just changed their name to uh, Midnight and Ent- Entropy. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just use their names, Aiden and Dylan, uh, as their actual name. So Aiden and Dylan, I've known for a good while now in like conventions, and slowly but surely, uh, they became like my favorites in terms of like doing photo shoots with them. Um, so. Th- one of the really cool things about them is that they like to cosplay like multiple different types of characters from not only like anime and video games and movies and Netflix adaptations and books and comics and like all sorts of the gamuts of media whatever it is like what like again whatever kind of char- character that they love they'll they'll do it and uh I got to work with them where uh, back at a Montreal con they dressed up as uh, Clementine and Violet from The Walking Dead The Final Season, the video game. And because of that, uh, I was so inspired by that because I loved those games, and I wanted to make like a fan film because of it. So I made a fan film with them where it's this new classic Walking Dead zombie kind of thing based off of the, the video game. And it was such an amazing, amazing time. Um, and just recently this past year, uh, them with also Beethoveno, we all did a like a photography day, as I mentioned before, in the last podcast I was on. Um, and it was just such a blast. We got some amazing pictures. So uh, Dylan and Aiden, uh, Loki and Midnight Atrophy, uh, please follow them on Instagram. They are awesome. So much fun to work with. And they do just great quality work. That's two. Uh, <laughs> cool. uh all right. That's just like just let's just shout out all the people and also see my Instagram. No, but
0: these are good reasons why why you like them, and it's important. I'm just reminding you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's kinda of like the Oscar. Like, okay, I like to thank this and this, and this is the reason, this and this, and this is the reason. Eventually I'm gonna tell you to wrap it
1: up. Yeah. So uh, another thing not uh, another person, uh Ludamoon. Cosplay, as I I think I mentioned at least a number of, number of times
0: in She's the one actually as part of the magazine though.
1: Yeah. So uh so Luna Moon, she's the one that did uh Hector. They're the one that did Hector and um the one of the really cool things is like I, I met Luna like a couple years ago, but didn't really think much about it until like I got to gradually like hang out with Luna a lot more. Uh and like I got to do at least like four or five different photo shoots this past year with Luna, and like almost all of them has been like so much fun. Actually, no, not almost. Like all of them has been so much fun because like I just like whatever we we do with these photo shoots, we just make like magic or something. It's amazing with the amount of great pictures that I managed to take with Luna. And we're becoming quite like the team now, it seems uh, that like uh, like one of the recent ones, we went to this abandoned military base north of Quebec. Um, I can't remember what the exact name of it was, but um, we did a photo shoot with uh, uh, with Luna's friend uh, Soft Bunny cosplay just um, up as their like fantasy characters uh where Luna was dressed up as like a like a demon and Soft Money was dressed up as like a, a fairy or something or elf I think yeah actually like elf so it was very like fantasy-esque kind of thing and with the poke uh pictures that we took uh it was just like really amazing especially with like taking pictures against like the sunset and like using like that golden hour, that golden time of like taking pictures against the sunsets and uh like you know, especially ah, just oh it's just so good. <laughs> like I'm I'm so happy that I get to work with Lynn because like they're just so much fun. So that's great. Um and you guys
0: got to publish so that's a bonus. Yes. It's
1: great. Yeah. Um so uh I also have to thank uh uh Tokulina as well uh for being a part of that castlevania photo shoot um like she's been an immense help actually for like upping my production values in terms of editing my pictures um where like she she's i think of like the the people that i recently worked with she really knows what she wants in terms of like photos and stuff she's worked with like lots of different photographers and stuff so like she's used to like that kind of modeling environment and especially like even editing her own pictures and stuff so it was actually really helpful that i just had a conversation with her to be like hey so what kind of stuff that like you usually look into like what kind of the stuff that you know about photography um and from a like a modeling perspective it was really like enlightening and really like awesome to uh just learn some of the tips and tricks that she learned over the years um and also gave me some help with some like tools and stuff for photoshop and things like that so i can't thank her enough for like really helping me out and really like upping my my quality uh at least in the editing process of like taking pictures so um okay and i guess
0: another one right
1: uh let's see So I told
0: you if we go to 10, it's going to be troublesome. (laughs) That's why, like, 5, it looks more like... (laughs) Because you have so much wanting to say to each one of them. So, it's like... Right. Um, Okay, I'll
1: just go for, like, a bunch of the people that I I worked with this past, like, year and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Cosplay, she's awesome and great. Uh, I want to do more pictures for her. She's cool. Uh, Punky Velvet X-94. I got to do, like, a 2B near photo shoot. That was so much fun. So, I'm hoping to do, again, more stuff. With that, uh, Sailie cosplay, uh, she's again an amazing person that like she she will travel from Quebec City to meet up with me, which is again crazy and humbling because uh, she's just awesome and great and I have so much fun like working with her and stuff. Um, like the uh, main Virgo cosplay, even though it was back in like February and it feels like forever ago, I still have to thank her for like the really cool Anywasha pictures that uh, we got to take. So, so that was a lot of fun. Um, also did with, like, Miel cosplay. So, like, Miel was a lot of fun to do. Um, again, it uh, was Loli Bunny cosplay. I, I just uh, message up being like, hey, you want to do a photo shoot? And it's like, yeah, let's go. And got to do, like, a number of photo shoots there. Um, yeah, just so many other cool people and stuff. Um, and uh, especially also from, like, last year of meeting up with, like, so many people in like the convention space as well. Um, like I, I hope that uh, once again, like we get back to normal, we get back to normal that I could meet up with like all these other people who are in like Ottawa or Quebec city or whatever. So like uh, I could travel to their place and hopefully once I get my driver's license by the end of the year, I could actually do that. So yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, there's just so many, like, really cool people that I got to work with this past year, um, that's, uh, again, I can't thank them enough for, um, just working with me, and also, slowly but surely, like, uh, improving my, my photography skills, because if it wasn't for them, like, agreeing with me, and trusting me with, like, you know, setting up all sorts of stuff, um, like again it was it was so much fun uh wait the Vanelli, uh, Eki, ellie uh i also did a fire emblem photo shoot with a friend which uh she like loves so much and uses like one of this amazing like environmental shot for like facebook cover pictures so that was kind of (laughs) neat um like i'm just rambling right now but uh, it's it's just a lot of fun to uh just like do all these like photo shoots and especially seeing like um like some people use like the pictures i took of them as their like profile pictures as kind of like a special little something that uh i i'm like oh that's that's really nice that's really cool they like my picture enough to use as their profile
0: picture that's neat. it's always a, a, a nice badge to have that it's yeah like, it's like it's good enough to be a profile pictures cool. right whereas for me it's like oh i finally get one <laughs> it's like because i'm always behind the camera right so it's like uh so it's like oh i finally get a to refresh my my profile pictures because i never do that because there's no actual physical evidence that exists <laughs> right. uh, okay so all the shout outs i'll try to get all the names that you just mentioned yeah i'll send you like <laughs> a list or something at the very least uh, in order to put them in the show notes last but not least the home stretch let's talk about anime north parking lot shoot that you've mentioned last time ah uh, yeah We'll okay. dedicate the last
1: 15 minutes <laughs>
0: to explain what's All that right. about
1: i was kind of waiting on that i was like oh we we, we just teased it. <laughs> actually no actually that's ingenious because we mentioned it in the beginning of this podcast and now they had to wait until the very end to know about it yeah yes i it's want them podcast. to listen
0: I I want them to listen to everything until they get to you. <laughs> good good it's like, where is it? Where is it? It's finally here. Let's talk about Anime North. I've never been to Anime North. I know it's the biggest North American. One, one of the biggest North oh, yeah, American. One the, biggest one. Uh, the second one is not Otakuton. I think there's
1: one in LA, right? Uh Yeah, there's like Fan Expo in, in LA and stuff. But in terms of like Canadian conventions, Anime North is pretty up there in terms mm-hmm. of like the amount of people and stuff so well, no there's
0: the yeah. fan expo in toronto oh yeah toronto toronto, right. yeah fan expo in toronto during the labor day weekend which i usually miss because it's labor day weekend and i usually have a wedding too uh, to <laughs> shoot so it never works out for the last five years uh and i've seen what goes on and people that go out there but anime north is usually when anime north is usually
1: in may may um, which, funny enough, uh, most of the, the the weekend that they usually um, have it at is usually when my birthday is on. <laughs> so it's technically like like my birthday, uh, road trip? Like, like road trip <laughs> slash convention. Actually, if anything, I have a lot of fun with like the road trip stories I had going to Anime North than the actual Anime North convention. But again, there's there's lots of little stories and stuff. But I'll, I'll try to detail them or condense them as much as I can. So the the first year I've been to Anime North, um, was pretty interesting. Uh, so I I went with a few people, uh, where I kind of just asked around me, like, "Hey, can I can I join like a group and we'll get like a hotel room or something like that?" And um, pretty much we we made the trip from Montreal to the Toronto area. And uh, okay, so one of the things that I grown to appreciate um, that I didn't know when I first went to Anime North because I didn't do my research enough (laughs) the first year was that um, Anime North is located in a spot in which they have multiple buildings that
0: that are hosting the convention itself but oh that's interesting that's like uh, oh who else had that like I think was it Las Vegas or some place in LA or something where you have to get into multiple buildings in order to like, you will have this panel at this particular building, but you want this panel. It's like, there's no main stage basically. It's like you have to hop around in order to figure out where you, you need to be and everything. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So exactly that. So like there's the main conventions like center area and then like the street that's across it is a hotel that also has stuff that's happening in Anime North. And okay. Then there's, like, a bridge at the cross that has another hotel that has other stuff that's associated with Anime North. And then like official have, stuff, right? Like, There's not, yeah, this is
0: not like, homebrew, hey, guys, we're going to meet here.
1: Yeah. So, like, I think the, the one that's over the bridge has, like, the gaming room and stuff like that. And um, then there's, like, another building that's just for, like, the masquerade portion of it so uh, that was the first time i ever encountered something like that when i first went to anime north and like i i kind of like am thankful that the palais de congrès in montreal is not like that for montreal ComCon con or takuthon <laughs> because it was kind of annoying to like if i want to go to certain places just kind of walk around and uh, like the outside especially like in may when like Summer's kind of coming in, but it's still kind of hot, and I remember being so overwhelmed with the amount of, like, people that was there in terms of, like, cosplay as well, um, especially because how it's kind of set up with the, the area, so you have the convention center building, but you also have, like, this large parking lot that kind of surrounds the area, and there's, like,
0: people everywhere. So, so that's what you were referencing on the anime North Parking Lot photo shoot.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of the reason why I like to affectionately call it Parking Lot Con. <laughs> most of the people that are there are kind of like, like at the parking lot, and like you'll have like photo ops or group photo ops or certain like cosplay groups that are all at different spots in the map of like outside of the convention the center lot. yeah parking lot you have like a rave little area um i know there was like a wrestling ring area at a couple of those shows um so that was kind of neat unfortunately i was so busy i couldn't like enjoy myself to like watch the local wrestling that was there so ah well and there's always the next time um but i just remember like again being so overwhelmed where i bought a three-day pass And I didn't get my pass until Sunday (laughs) oh, because I was so busy filming a bunch of cosplayers because they're like everyone was basically outside. So it's
0: basically the equivalent of the mezzanine here at Palais de Congrès. I, I guess I haven't been to
1: there, but I would assume that that would be like an equivalent to where like it's just a bunch of people outside. Um,
0: yeah, so basically, you know, at Palais de Concorde, uh, where we have Otakuthon and Montreal Comic Con, the outside area—well, like the minute that you get out of the the main hall and everything—and everybody's hovering, and you need to go to the up for the escalator for the floor and everything. That's where normally everybody just hover in. Oh yeah, okay.
1: the open area. Yeah, just yeah, time- the open area. Yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty much just like that, but times that by like ten
0: oh Okay, that's huge. Because it's like because
1: parking lot's actually really big. Okay. So, um, is there actually cars
0: parking there? No, our there are cars parking there.
1: <laughs> so that's the thing. Um, so at the very least, like they have space for the amount of people that that's, that's there for like, uh, like twenty thousand, thirty thousand people, whatever. And it's probably I'm not even sure if that's like under or over the estimate, but it's it's a lot of people. It's in the five digits at the very least. And um, I, I remember, like, the first day, like, again, just trying to do my thing of, like, asking a bunch of cosplayers me in my video and not really taking myself, like, taking a break and getting to the point where, like, I managed to get, like, pretty dehydrated for myself. Um, I remember my equipment broke as well. Uh, Your for-
0: equipment broke?
1: Yeah. So my stabilizer, I had, like, uh, a stabilizer that I used for the longest time. Okay. And the the stabilizer that I had at that point was kind of basically falling apart because I used it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this so, was the
0: last straw. This was
1: the last this, run. This was the last straw and run before I had to purchase a new one. And okay. like I'm going to paint the scene of like it's like 8 p.m. or something. And there's a nearby Wendy's that's like super close to um, the the convention center and i gently put my stabilizer down with my camera that's on attached to it and then suddenly the top of it just pops out and just crashes on the floor with my camera and i'm like no uh luckily the the big metal plate uh took most of the brunt of it so my camera wasn't damaged thankfully um but Essentially, I was trying to find, like, a screw that attached the pole to, like, the face plate of the stabilizer, and I thought, like, it somehow, like, this small little, like, screw or nut was in this, like, Wendy's, and I'm just kind of searching around everywhere, and I'm desperately trying to find it, and then I kind of realized, it's like, oh, wait, I think the screw must have fell out, out like, outside before i went into the wendy's so basically i lost that and like my steep laser my stabilizer is like in two pieces Oof. damn so i luckily the people i was with were really nice and kind enough to be like hey is there all right if you could drive me to like the nearest home depot at like 7 a.m in the morning when it when the store first opens and can i just buy replacement screws so i could just attach my stabilizer and they're like oh yeah it's, it's totally fine it's cool so <laughs> that was the first thing i did in my birthday <laughs> on the thing and um and also if I'm, I'm pretty sure if people have been to anime north they'll know uh the next thing of uh so apparently i didn't know that there was a bunch of christian protesters that like to be there at Anime north uh, anime north in the
0: out of all places of oh, all wow. places right there's, there's a better conventions for that for <laughs> them to appear uh, like yeah. i know anime north could kind of get pretty wild
1: sometimes but like it's it was so baffling for me because i never seen something like that before at a convention where there was like protesters and even in like christian protesters but not like the it's clash like, of the
0: flurries it's the kind of <laughs>
1: but it's the kind of christian protesters that are like the the west uh no the west baptoro one the the ones that like they'll have signs of like god hates inserts like my army here Mm -hmm. kind of thing okay it's one of those the 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 hateful kind okay um and uh, like i'm seeing this from like afar and being like what 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 is this what, what is this why are they here um so apparently like of the last two times i've been to anime north it's been like a recurring thing that every sunday they'll be on like the side be there
0: they'll be there protesting on the fact that,
1: that that i don't i don't know they'll just protesting that they just hate anime i guess i don't know wow. um so they always get like like there, there always will be some sort of like big group or like stuff like that there where they'll be on like the sidewalk, so they're not technically on property. so they can't technically <laughs> be so they, so they can't technically be like uh, escorted off the premises because they're technically off the premises. but like like they're like a couple steps before they're on the grass of like the convention center property. And then like there's like hundreds of like cosplayers and attendees that are just there just kind of like recording their phones uh from these like hateful Christian protesters and like they'll have um like megaphones and like speakers and stuff and oh, so, like, so they're
0: being obnoxious. That, being that obnoxious. I, <laughs> right? <laughs> I
1: right like I I don't know too too much of the reason why. That they're there and why? For like two years, I've been to it. That they're there, <laughs> uh, especially <laughs> on my
0: birthday. Come on, guys! Um, like, but- out of everything, you can uh, attack, yeah. attack, quote on protests against to be doing this anime. Come on, guys! Yeah, come on! Guys. I know it's it's it's
1: weird, like. It's like, what? What do you think you're gonna accomplish? Trying to like get people on your side, Christian protesters? I don't know. So, um, yeah, yeah I, it, w-
0: I would like to know their return on investment on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, so it it happened for like the last two years. I I've been to it there. So, um, I don't know. It's it's weird um but yeah it's anime north is kind of like this really interesting convention for me because like it's basically an outdoor con for me for the majority of it because Uh, you stay
0: in the parking lot
1: area because everyone's just there right and uh, i do try to like i usually whenever i go to conventions i at least try to see as much as i can before i go into like full like video guy mode and just like film as much as i can Mm -hmm. um but I still haven't seen everything that anime North has, has to offer because like, I don't want to make the the seven minute walk across the bridge to, <laughs> <laughs> to see the game room. And maybe the game room's pretty cool. And might, they might have like dance of revolution or popping up or something like that or something cool, but I never seen it because I'm like, I don't want to walk there.
0: Wow. So. <laughs> So
1: there's there's that. Um again like I I have I had fun with Anime North. It's just this weird convention for me because
0: with the protesters and with the
1: protesters like- and, like everyone's just outside um and like um and then again the smaller stories of like meeting up with like different cosplayers and having like pretty cool and fun times. Um but also like uh okay the the one last thing I wanted to mention before mm-hmm. we we wrap it up yes so we're, we're going a little out of time but hey i i, I want to share the story because of course because you know, I, I like to share stories uh so one of the big things of the trip to anime north is that um i'm with a few friends and uh we're all traveling in my car and we're going through like the highway and stuff and the thing is that sometimes you have to like you know make a pit stop to eat or whatever. And uh, we stop off at a Denny's, which uh, in Montreal, we don't have a Denny's. So to me, it's always a kind of fun thing to be like, ooh, a Denny's. I
0: want to eat there. Cool. <laughs> so Well, the Canadian Denny's is different than an American Denny's. I can tell you that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, yes, I, I, yes, yes, yes.
0: Well. I've abused it uh, during, a, <laughs> during a Vegas trip. All right.
1: So um, so one of the places that we pass by is a place in Ontario called uh, Whitby i believe is the town name okay uh if i I remember correctly and um so like we're going through and there's a denny's there and we go to it and we eat there and then i notice like the place that we're at has like a few like different like stores and like areas and stuff and apparently this area is like the coolest area because it has like a like a a bowling alley and a movie theater and like an indoor sky like skydiving building and then like around the corner is a chuck e cheese (laughs) okay right and i'm like what is this place and and when i see the chuck e cheese i'm like
0: paradise paradise
1: Paradise. (laughs) so me being a kid at heart was like, oh my god, a Chuck E. Cheese because, again, in Montreal and Quebec, we don't really have a Chuck E. Cheese. So to me, it was like, oh my god, a unicorn, no way, it's the Chuck E. Cheese because I've heard all the stories of how, like, you know, it's a place of like arcades and all that kind of stuff. It just yeah,
0: it's work. like it's like me uh, visiting the states or now in Ontario, like Chipotle. It's like I visit you guys when I was in the states. I love you guys. Like, right. so much better food. No Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> so uh
1: so like after we're kind of done with anime north for um the the 2019 version of anime north after we're all kind of done and we're we're packing up and uh we're on our merry way to go back to montreal um i suggested to the people that since it was technically my birthday at that day that was like strong
0: arming people (laughs) (laughs) hey
1: hey could we could we go to the chuck e cheese and everyone was surprisingly like, like, yeah, let's go to the Chuck E. Cheese. So we, we go in there and we're like these like 20 year old people who like some of them are like half in cosplay or whatever. And we're we're all being all giddy and excited because we get to go to a Chuck E. Cheese and get like chicken nuggets and juice boxes and <laughs> pizza and we spend like a good like hour and a half there just playing the the arcade machines
0: that's what i call uh, good adulting <laughs> yeah. like, like people ask me it's like yes i do have real adulting but that, that there's yeah, the yeah. other side where it's like i don't care how old you are i don't I'm care
1: <laughs>
0: i'm playing some arcades
1: because i love me some arcades um and so i never been to a Chuck E. Cheese before, so I didn't really fully realize that the arcade uses the the ticket system of, like, you, you play arcade machines to get tickets, and then you trade those tickets to get prizes.
0: Yeah, that's like uh, Canadian Midway uh, in Niagara Falls.
1: Oh, yeah? i never been. So that's, like, a, like one of my secret, like, bucket list things is to go to as many arcades as possible. So well, they, gotta... they still exist. Well, they still exist. I hope so. So, like... Uh, so it's like me and like six people as we're all just kind of like having fun playing games and stuff. We're playing like the Luigi's Mansion arcade machine, which is so cool. And we have like this Batman arcade racing game where you could play as whatever kind of Batmobile you want. Um, it's, again, so much fun and stuff. And we eventually we pool all of our tickets resources together and we go to the counter where you could exchange uh your prize and what i ended up getting for like 500 tickets or something was like stickers and a pull wheelie card that's shaped like a hot dog (laughs) (laughs) that was it you still have it I still have it. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's it was fun. It was great. Uh, funny enough, there was like they had like a PlayStation Four there that you could buy it. I was like for five thousand tickets. It's like oh, they always
0: know. have that. It's a, right. it's always like the Xbox, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch up for grabs, and you're looking at the the number of right. tickets that you need to redeem. It's like it's the same thing if you go Dude. to Canadian Midway. It's like I...
1: literally yeah, you would literally have to pay like like pay like six hundred dollars. Of like tokens or whatever to even have a chance to have that. It's like you might as well just buy a PS4. But I just love the fact that the audacity of like yeah you could you could you could get this yeah. Um, so uh yeah it was again a fun time uh it was great so I, I do have some really good fond memories of anime North. Um,
0: it's just that like
1: anime North is just kind of really weird for me because
0: there's such so let's near recap parents. it's near next your birthday there's a whole yeah. bunch of christians that says no <laughs> that says like please be gone <laughs> yeah gone.
1: Uh, like we, we hate insert Marty here <laughs> yeah we,
0: we hate insert whatever you represent which is fun in my opinion yeah. uh because there's... there is uh there's the salon that uh that's that, that uh, adult <laughs> convention that we have at Plausible adventure. They should hit oh, there. Oh yeah,
1: they should. <laughs> they should
0: there. They should hit there if they have any oh, problems man. and sins and, and everything. Uh, that would be hilarious. That that clash up uh, and everything. And I can't wait if like there's a whole bunch of SWAT cops uh, hosing them down. It's like ha ha, you got that coming. <laughs> um, uh, then after that, there's the parking lot uh, photo shoot and everything. But to me, yeah. that. So did you go to Laval Comic-Con last year when they premiered it? Uh, Yeah, for like a little bit. Um, So it's similar to that because there was actually no region itself. Like comparing to what we used to know, uh, which is Montreal Comic-Con and Autogathon, there's actually a designated area where everybody knows, like if you want to see who's who's what, what, you go to the mezzanine, which is the open area, and you just stand there and like that's, open area for all the cosplayer and all the groups that to happen and that's actually where most of the other photographers that has off off camera off lighting and everything that's set right. up their prop and everything and if there's that and for I think uh otaku there's a rope and everything and there's so basically if you're outside the rope you're not in the convention and there's a few people that I've seen before that set up like a shop or anything and i was like that's super elaborate in my opinion right um uh, so that's our parking lot er- area but at laval um there's a small little area where there was nothing and that was actually a meet and greet area for uh some of the cosplayers that were there and everything but other than that a lot of the cosplayers spilled out to the parking lot area i guess for a breather and everything because it wasn't well the laval part only used like I would say one third of the space that they, cause it was their first time and everything. I, yeah. uh, and, and I think everybody decided to spill out to the parking lot area so I can f- figure out as much, but 10 times the area of the mez in a parking lot area. That's interesting. <laughs> like that's, yeah. I, I fear for my car. If I actually park there. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so, well, Dad, thank you very much for your time and hey, thanks a lot I explaining your adventure and everything.
1: Yeah, it was again a lot of fun. I, again, we we kind of ran over a little, ran over time a little bit again. But again, it's a lot of fun to talk to you and just like share stories and things.
0: It's amazing! Thank you for coming.
1: Uh, thanks a lot, man.
0: And boom. You have reached the end of the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. Thank you very much. Now, if you will be so kind, you can follow me on Instagram at, at shotbygl on Twitter at shotbygl514. And also, do not forget to visit any of the links that I put on the show notes in terms of mentions or from my guests itself. And I will see you next time.